Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome Here we go, Nick Bob Rude and the Hizzy. Uh, my new child is just upstairs. You met the the new new Mav Mav and Luba. Mav and Luba is in the house. Marvelous Mav. You, you are kind enough to come over and talk some sports with me here. It, it, okay, so it is Thursday. Right? It's Thursday. It is June 9th. We're taping this. It's about three o'clock in the afternoon. And sometimes with you, I just write down like eight questions, eight thoughts, and you and I are just going to kind of let it rip. Do you have anything that's grinding your gears right now? We that just you... talked for two straight Why hours. Why do we do this? Because we had so many other things to talk about. But I'm 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 an open book. I okay. just want just hit me with it, and we'll go. Okay. Well, then we might as well start with. There's going to be a lot of Husk football stuff. But we got some other things. So again, we're taping this. It's Thursday, June 9th. On Wednesday, June 8th. One Adrian Martinez went on Sirius XM Big 12 radio and was interviewed about his decision to transfer, mm-hmm. joining Kansas State, and all, all those sorts of things. And his quote has kind of made the rounds in the Nebraska media and 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 been a lot of reaction on Twitter. I, I sent you the quote, but I'll read it again, and I kind of want to discuss it. Okay. So here is Adrian Martinez on his decision to leave Nebraska and come to Kansas State, why he left Nebraska. He said, quote, the narratives I'm fighting against, well, I haven't been to a bowl game and I haven't had a winning season. Now, football is a team sport, but I play quarterback, and oftentimes you get associated with those kinds of things, and I want to win. I want to go play in a bowl game, and I want to win a bowl game. So that was another reason why I came here. I feel like we have a great opportunity to win. Okay. So there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, but I, I don't know if I'd, if I'd say that he's taking a shot at us. At that. Okay, like, that, yeah, because I, I think there's just no other way to say I wanted to leave for a fresh start because we both sides probably needed it, right? Yes. Like, I don't know that that's normally true. I think it is in this case. Like, right. It's a weird case of Martinez did a lot of things right. And just like couldn't win like games here, and same way with us. Like he was good enough to be the best quarterback we had, but like I don't know. Like we we needed a change of pace, probably just right. to like just to shake things up on the offensive side of the ball. So I don't think that's what he's saying is all that bad. I think it's just it's not easy to say. You know, like we yeah. both need, we both need right. a change. Yeah, it's it's probably, not working. Yes. You know? And I think, yeah, cause you're right. And I think the easy thing to do is, you know, go like, you know, the, the, you're, you're a girl, you're the girlfriend just got broken up with the boyfriend just got broken up. It's like, Oh, so you're saying that. Yeah. Oh, you, so you're saying that Sandy is nice. <laughs> you know, like, Oh, so you're saying that Brandon is is more helpful. I saw the way you were looking at Kansas State. 
two years ago, you had your eyes all on Kansas State, and you were just thinking, Go, you know what? Go have were, fun with Kansas State. You then. already planned. You're leaving me. I knew it. I freaking know. You know. So so there's a, there's a hard part of like not necessarily everything that Adrian Martinez says is now means that the opposite is true for Nebraska, right? So if he would be like, man, I really love the practices, the, you know, the way we structure practice here, I'm just throwing that out there. Like, like that doesn't necessarily mean that he didn't like the way things were structured at Nebraska. You you have like, he has to live in the now of Kansas state where he can't be like, I can't say anything because it's going to offend Nebraska. Like he just got like he's got to be able to give an interview. And so, right. like, I think when you first sent me that, I was like, "Ooh, he's, is he finally taking shots at Nebraska?" And then I'm hearing it again. I'm like, "Oh no, he didn't really take any shots there. See, it was which, more just like he's got to just, you know, he's got to he's got to say he can't say, oh, I wish these guys were as good as the Nebraska players.' Like he's got to say his guys are better. Right. right? There, there's a reality to that to what you're saying. But what's funny is I feel like I've read the quote like 10 times and I feel like I have waffled back and forth between you know being like really (laughs) really Adrian you know like a little bit of that (laughs) like I feel like I've I've gone the ex-girlfriend like you know what go be with Kansas State you're nothing but a trifling yeah like I've, I've, I've waffled between being like ooh wow shot to then being like you where I'm like well I mean not not necessarily. Here's what I'd say. If it doesn't feel like a hit piece coming from Martinez, it's not. Like, right. I think if he wanted to, I mean, he could go for the throat on certain things, right? Oh, he could, yeah. If he actually felt that way. I obviously don't think he feels that way. I, don't, I think he likes Nebraska. I think it's just like, look, we got this has to end. Like, we can't do another year of what we just did. Right. right. For four years. Like, but a part of me was just he would have just, and I know you probably can't necessarily just say that, but it's kind of like, if that's the prevailing reason, then stay. That's the prevailing reason. But it's hard. Here's would be hard. It's hard for anybody to say like, I'm not the guy for, the, you know, like you know, like it's he's probably not the guy for our school. And it's hard for him probably to say that. He's hard. He is repping K State now. He's K State. So, so I think I, that's be... right. I think people need to change the. He's Adrian Martinez, comma. Kansas State Wildcat. He's yeah. not Adrian Martinez, common Nebraska Cornhusker. He so has he no has to loyalty. operate. Once he left, like, yeah, it's like, it's it's good to not burn bridges, but his loyalty is with them now. Yes. That's what happens as soon as you leave. Like, Russell Westbrook was with NC State for three years. Yes. But he's Wisconsin now. Right. And he goes back to Wisconsin, I think. Right. That's, that's the situation. I think, you know, when you leave, like, your loyalty then ends with your loyalty with is your circumstances to a yeah. certain extent. And so, yes, I agree with all of that. And then I also kind of feel like it would be a little disingenuous for us to not at least also acknowledge that there probably are some elements of what Adrian was hinting at that are kind of true, right? Like yeah. we talked about this for four years of like, there was an element of, you could argue that everything around Martinez kind of let him down yeah. special teams running backs wide receivers yeah. o-line I saw some uh some or some stat oh man I got to pull this up because this was this is really really telling in some ways um Martinez how about this Adrian Martinez last year was pressured on 42 percent of his dropbacks most in the country most in the country 
So wow. So so we there. So look look at us. We're fair and balanced. We're telling all sides of this. Like so, there's a part of what Adrian's saying that's like that's kind of true. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So hold on. That's a that's a stat I've never heard. Before. I hadn't heard that either. But it was they in an ESPN. Keep, they can keep track of pressured throws. Pressure, pressured, I think pressured it. in the so like you drop back, you have pressure, you don't have pressure, right? And some of that's maybe a little subjective, like how you probably how you would judge was he pressured there might be different than how I would judge pressure. Yeah, but I mean, even if it's relatively close, like last in the country is last in the country. Yes, like that is a telling number, even if it skews to like twentieth oh, from last, right? Yes. Like if you are la- that is Nick, that is a isn't that amazing? It's in uh, wow, it's in ESPN's. They had a tier, like they put quarterbacks in tiers. Yeah. And that's what they wrote up on Adrian Martinez was that was like, hey, he he was at Nebraska. It didn't go well, but it wasn't all his fault. And then he, in fact, he was pressured on 42% of his dropbacks most in the country. I bring that up to say, yes, there is parts of what we've talked about for years with Adrian Martinez that some of his not winning and and all that was beyond his control. But at the same time, it's just that quote still, they're still, see, then I'm in this, like, fine, you in Kansas State, like, I'm still in that at times, because to me, what he's also saying with that quote, though, is those narratives, no winning season, uh, no bowl game appearances, I have a better chance of ending those narratives at Kansas State than at Nebraska. Like, if I had to summarize, maybe that's too... You well, know, is that a is that a shot on the Big Twelve? Maybe is it easier to win in the Big Twelve than it is the Big Ten or the SEC? I would think, yeah, probably. Oh yeah, the case. yes. But um, I I don't I don't think it's obvious to me that it's easier to win more games at Kansas State than Nebraska. Well, though. and then here's the, so as we go into you know I'm an upset ex boyfriend ex girlfriend mode. Um, there's you could summarize what he said and what I just said, where he feels like he has a better chance of dispelling those narratives at Kansas State than he does at Nebraska. And then the other thing that makes it hard is Adrian himself, despite of the 42% pressure dropbacks and the special teams issues and whatever, like that dude had numerous, 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 numerous opportunities at Nebraska to end those narratives. He, he And he didn't do it. He let's just say like yeah i don't think it's about what he like he can say it's about winning and wanting to go to a bowl game it's about a clean start like yes. that's what it's about it's not a, like you can't tell me that's that's not a good read like he's got to say he's got to have something to say other than like look we had to break up right it was just like it wasn't working Right. We both needed a clean start. And it's a rare op- time where I think that's the case. We both needed that to happen. Nebraska, like, we couldn't go into another season with Adrian Martinez. That's we the problem. do it. Right. And and to your point, I think uh, you made a good point at the start of this thing, is that you have to understand that he is, he is a wildcat. So he is, at any opportunity when you are a, you are going to pump, you're going to try to talk up your team and your program and your situation. Yeah. I mean, what was like, he going to say? Uh, you know, even though I think Nebraska's going to win way more games than we are here, right. I came here for this. Like, No, it's like you have to talk right. up your program, right. and that's fair. So, I I don't know. It's just, 
I feel like there are a lot of different ways you can look at this thing where it's it's probably not a good look when you would, as a quarterback, you seemingly insinuate that everything around you was to blame for not winning and not going to a bowl game. The special He's, team stuff, though, I mean, years of that, that's the stuff that will drive you crazy. I mean, right. he, he would have, I mean, ugh, that like the Michigan State game, you're just like. Well, the Michigan State game, even the Oklahoma game. I mean, the Oklahoma game. Nebraska oh, goes yeah. one for three on field goals, one of which is in the third quarter. Colt misses a chip shot. You have the one extra point blocked that's in return for yeah. a touchdown for Oklahoma. That's a, I mean, there's nine points. That's a nine point swing, and you lost the game by seven points. Yeah. I mean, he, he's got a right to say that because of those. Right. I mean, those moments, the kickoff returns we gave up in some of those games were like, that's the stuff that Nick. I, I mean, you got to give him totally. We that's gotta, why it's, we got to give him a little leeway to be like, stuff wasn't perfect and it was all me. Like that's not real. Like the real is like it was some of that, little of him, some game management, and just like, you know, lightning hit us ten times too. Right. <laughs> yeah. Walking down the street. Yes. Oh, no, but me. you're but but again, you made a great point at the start that I hadn't really thought about. Is like I was still viewing him through the lens he's of like he's course. my he's, bo- he's my boyfriend, Nick, and he he's not. Nick, he's he with Brandon you. now. Nick, he okay, you. Nick, you gotta get over. Here. He dumped you. He was with Sandy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nick, he dumped you. What about it's us? over, Adrian? What about us? What Nick, happened to us? It's over. Nick. There is no us. Us is me in Kansas State. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. <laughs> That's a little bit of where. I'm- what about Illinois 2019? <laughs> what we, about it? We had a good time, didn't we? We did. We had fun. <laughs> Remember the good times? We came back. Remember Northwestern 56 to 7? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I remember. You wore that uh, alternate jersey that day. It looked great. <laughs> Oh, I didn't realize that I viewed this through like I am still dating Adrian yes, Martinez. You- I was like, he said <laughs> what? But I think a lot of Husker fans took it that way because they still view it's still Adrian Martinez is still their quarterback boyfriend. He posted a picture on Twitter with his with Kansas State. Hold what? On. Teresa said Adrian <laughs> liked Kansas State's Instagram post. No. This this guy's done. Sure. So there you go. The Nick Pop Podcast is powered by my good friends at Runza. You know, a few things make me more proud than the fact that Runza supports my podcast because as a Nebraskan, I've been a Runza fan my entire life. I lived down the street from a Runza growing up. was a blast to go there as a kid. Sometimes I'd even ride my bike there with my buddies. I vividly remember one of our very first elementary school field trips was to Runza. Everyone loved it. I remember going to Runza in high school for lunches with all my high school friends. And I've told you guys this, one of the happiest days at Kansas my freshman year was discovering a Runza in Lawrence, Kansas, it was like finding a little slice of home when I was away from home. And now as an adult, it's great to share Runza with my kiddos who absolutely love the deliciousness of Runza. It's a little Runza story from yours truly. And you know what the menu is. Just outstanding, amazing Runza sandwiches. Oh my gosh, a piping hot cheese Runza? Mmm, that sounds good right now. Incredible burgers. The best fries on the planet. The salads are great, especially the Southwest chicken salad, my personal favorite. It's just awesome food. So whether it's lunch, dinner, a little snack, doesn't matter. Runza is the spot. You need to go download the mobile app. It's in the app store. You can order ahead, skip the line, plus you can earn rewards as well. Runza 
makes it all better. I think we solved that whole I thing. I think didn't we? we did. That was that was good. Remember Illinois 2019? Oh man, I'm just picturing us showing up at Adrian's dorm. It's pouring rain in Manhattan, Kansas. Like, how could you say that? You don't mean it, do you? You don't mean it. He's he in there with you? He's in there with you. She's in there with you, isn't she? Where's Kansas State at? Where I'll kick his ass. Out. You and Kansas State have a great life together. <laughs> okay, next question. I feel good about that. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Nick Bob Podcast. Uh, that was that was, you know, I don't know if we could have unpacked that any better. I think we really clear. unpacked that pretty good. I think that's pretty clear. I think that was good. <laughs> Okay, a bunch of, bunch of other things I want to hit you with here. Um, so 15 new transfers coming in, five new coaches coming in. How much does chemi- – like basketball is a major chemistry sport. What about football from the standpoint of – I've heard some people, and even I think this is true on some level, like how much does chemistry and camaraderie matter in a football locker room and how challenging could that be where you have all these guys – because at least like – some of the transfers back in the day, I'm trying to remember, like when Keller came, was Keller there for a year before he played? Or how long was... was... Yes, he sat out. You think he sat out a year. So so at least he was. He had a year to try to like, yep. it, like get ingrained you're with doing, the locker room. doing scout team for a year. Doing yeah. scout team for a year. You're, wor- you're, you're grinding with the guys. There's, yep. a, there's a little bit of that. Well, now with the portal and these guys being an el- eligible immediately... How is the chemistry camaraderie factor and getting those guys to come together and fe- like, does that something, nothing? It's like- always something. I, I'm a huge believer in it. Like if you've got, you know, if you've got a bad, you got a bad vibe in the locker room or you got a team that's not, you know, united and, and, you know, has that sort of like, you know, all for one. Thing, yes. You, you're never going to, you're only going to go so far. Um, I think it would be harder if you have like, I think it would be harder if you're like, Hey, we got it all together. And now we're bringing in like 25% new on this team. Like that, that would be a little bit harder. I think where we are though, like we haven't gotten over the hump yet. So I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. That's a good point to bring like, I, I, no, I'm not saying it's a yeah. bad thing, but I'm just saying it's a good point in that, like, now how, can they develop that like fully with this big of a change? Like, I think it's going to be then maybe that's going to be kind of a unique thing, but I don't think it's it's necessarily going to be do a you, bad thing. Do you think? Do you think is it more important? I think it's really important for the guys that are transferring in to come in with the right approach and right mentality. If these guys walk in and they just, you know, they, you know what I'm talking like those guys that walk in and think that everything's going to be handed to them. I'm the guy, I'm the man, y'all are my backup, get out of my way. There's that approach or there's the guys that approach it. Like I'm coming in, I'm going to, I'm going to immerse myself in the, in the team. So I think some of it is on that. Two. That's that's a in, good. It's a good thought. Like, what's it like to bring on this many new? I mean, I guess you bring on new young players every year, right? You bring in your right. You're always bringing in a twenty to twenty five new yeah, faces. Like, but this so is different. You know what is, I mean? This like, is more. Yeah, this is like immediate help players. Right. You better believe all. A lot of these dudes, Tommy Hill, 
Casey Thompson, Anthony yeah. Grant, Trey Palmer, Marcus Washington, Devin Drew, O'Shawn Mathis on it. Like these guys are coming here to like they think they are going to start. Yeah, and I think the I think here's what I would say. I think most of the time in sports, if somebody that's coming in is a good player, and if they're a good guy on top of that, you're happy to have them. Right. I mean the yeah, if it's if they're coming in to take your position, there might be some beef there. That happens yeah, in every position. Right. But I think for the most part, like as long as you're a net positive to the team, it's You'll usually be accepted. it'll yeah. be accepted and it's good. It, I mean, I, I can't like Samari Torre comes in. Nobody's complained about that, right. right? Like that's a great addition to the team. Trey Palmer, like, we need you, man. Like, good. Like, we want you on this team. He seems to be a good guy. Like, Casey Thompson comes in, he's a good leader veteran like we needed a quarterback that's a veteran like i don't think there's any beef to that anywhere so to me like these seem to be net positives almost across the board i mean is anybody and i'm painting with a broad brush because like your point you're right like i'm just curious as to what that's like now now let's say martinez is still on the team right and you bring in casey thompson right okay now there's something else in the air now we got a competition Maybe there's like half or Adrian's guys and half, like, you know, these are the things that happen right. when the situation's different. So I would say with our situation, I'm not seeing much downside right? team-wise, camaraderie-wise. I think it's going to all work out. I just hope that the guys, I, I really think that hopefully the locker room embraces competition and embraces yeah. talent. And because if they don't, then you got to you got big problems anyways. Sure, sure. And you hope that the guys that are showing up as the transfers are coming in thinking and approaching it the right way. Because I always think one of the douchiest things I did, fucking douchebag, was I think one of the first pickup sessions I played at Creighton. So I'd transfer. I show up in, like this would have been like a June pickup session. I'm going to redshirt. Yeah. But and this is like I swear to God, the only shoes I had, basketball shoes, were these foam Jordans that had big Jayhawks on the tongue. Oh, now there was now th- this is a little different because it's like Kansas going yeah. to create. Like I think yeah. there's, I think there was already I, I fought this this uh, this stereotype. Like I was gonna walk in thinking I was hot shit. Yeah. And you guys are little Creighton in the valley, and I'm I come from big bad Kansas. But I remember, I I remember when I walked into the gym and I have these foam Jordan special Kansas shoes. Some of the, I could even, I think Dane Watts was like, nice shoes. Like there was a little bit of like, Oh yeah. Oh, Hey, yeah. hot shot. Nice fucking Jayhawk shoes. You're a Creighton blue Jay now. Uh, yeah. That's, you know what I mean? One. Like, that's and I'm just, one. I'm bringing up that point of like, now I didn't have the mentality like that, but it still was a, there was so a you, symbol. If you add that mentality on top of that, like, right. Oh, remember even like, uh, the story was, I think Frost showed up. Did he show up in a Stanford, Stanford something? Didn't I hear that story? Yeah, there's some, that rings like, a bell. When he was going to, like, and maybe it was very, like, innocent. Right. Like, that's the only jacket he had. And it, like, got, I think, did I? Yes. I think I heard there's that. Some, yes. But I guess I'm just, so. Like that. I, I, I bring that, that yeah. up of, to where, like, now you just, I think what helped is I didn't have the, you know, I'm hot shit mentality to me. Yeah. But I just think those guys, like Casey Thompson, needs to walk in and not like, not think he's yeah. above everybody. Same with Oshawn Mathis or whatever. But 
It'll be interesting. I, I get the sense that those kind—they're the kind of guys that aren't though. Like they—I don't need they all yeah. like you know. Even Oshawn Mathis, if you listen, like he kind of seems like a get it, like he gets it. He seems like a good dude. Like he, right? That's that's a good sign that we. Yeah, I, I don't know the guys. I don't know are. I mean, it seems like we got the the new receiver from Texas, Marcus Washington. Yeah, and then the two D tackles. I just have no feel about those guys. I don't know. But to me, it's like that position's at such a need. It's like okay, whatever. They right. Just need people. We need bodies. Because the other defensive tackles a Bama transfer. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. What's his name? Do you know his name? Or are we just going to call him Bama? Stephon Wynn or something. That maybe? sounds right. Sound so okay, so sticking with that, of the fifteen or so transfers. That are coming in. How many are actually going to start? Let's go through this here a little bit. Mathis, probably Thompson initially. Um, Trey Palmer. Trey Palmer, the kicker. The punter. The punter. Maybe one of... Grant? Anthony Grant? Anthony Grant, probably. So six. Yeah. And then one of the two D-tackles, uh, I'd call it 50-50. I think so you just want to do one? Let's do one. Okay, yep. so we're at seven. What about Tommy Hill, the corner? I get the sense that they kind of are thinking he's going to. He'll be cor- He'll be one of the three because, you know, one of them might be like a nickel. Right. Probably call it eight. You want to call it? We'll call it eight. And then. Is then you have Garcia Castaneda. You have Marcus I Washington. You have. Did we already say Trey Palmer? I think we did. We did. So that Isaiah, I would put him as a the maybe like call him the third or fourth receiver maybe put him at nine okay so think about that though that's a lot it, it it tells you where this team was at though i mean they went hard to the to the open market like right it just is like skill positions we were just thin defensive line thin and you know like said they got you know a defensive back where the two defensive backs they could so i mean like i just think it was it was the right move. I don't think you want to live and die by that every year. No. But I mean, absolutely the right move this year was like... Load up on pull, instant impact guys. Pu- cut the brakes. We're going to the portal, and right. we're not stopping until we get everything we can. And they got some good... They got the... like Of all the portal-like signees, they probably had the best year in the portal in the country. Yeah, it'd be funny if you could... You know, I mean, you have recruiting class rankings if you had portal class rankings i'd have to imagine might. i think they might have they portal. probably i don't know why they wouldn't now and i you guys said we had a, a ton of guys 10, and we got five, like, with mathis thompson and trey palmer alone it's like and anthony i mean i guess he was no he was just a signee but those three but guys, he started at florida like he was he's uh he was at a power five then went to a juco yeah then but i but that's just a lot it's a lot dude Okay, so sticking with that as we are just cruising through these things. In my last podcast, I wrote down the five most important transfers in order. Do you want me to? G- I'll give you to them in reverse order, and you can react. Okay. Yep. Yep. At five, I put Anthony Grant. Okay. At four, I put Bleak Road, the field goal kicker. Okay. At three, I put Trey Palmer. Gotcha. Two, I put Mathis. One, I put Casey Thompson. I think it's hard to put anybody over the quarterback. That's right. But, I mean, Mathis, to me, is our... Would he be an argument? Like, could you see yourself building a case to put him at one? If Thompson, only if Thompson doesn't play the whole year. Right. If 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 You could argue putting both Purdy and Thompson on the list. Just because yes. the quarterback's so important. Yes, and that's the part. It's like, I think right now, your your call is right in the sense of, Thompson is most likely going to be our guy, and that's the most important position. So I would say you're most. I will just call that correct. 
Uh, but Mathis is a close second because if it's not the quarterback, either of the quarterbacks, this guy's probably got the most potential to change our yes. season. Yeah, we've we've talked about this with Mathis at times, but man, you could just feel like there's a ceiling to how good your team can be, your defense can be without a pass rusher. Yeah. Because it's harder to get turnovers. It's harder to get a feel on third down. Like all the things that kind of make your defense good. Yeah. You, it's harder to do when you can't get after the passer. And like it is. And it's like, and I keep saying, like, I think it's like he'll be number one that puts Nelson, Nelson. at the two spot for pass rusher, which makes Nelson better. Uh, and then Tanner's can come in and, and give those guys a blow and, you know, not put too much on him just because Tanner's, uh, he's not as big of a guy. He's a little right. bit more undersized. I think that's like, it, to me, it just, the defense, that guy coming to join our defense and hopefully one of these two D line transfers, like that to me, like gives me so much more confidence in what our defense can be than if they, if those three transfers don't come and maybe that Tommy Hill, I would feel so much worse about the state of our defense. Totally agree. But yeah, so I don't think, I mean, to me in some ways, what other, I think those are the five just in whatever order. Yeah. I, I think. The quarterback thing, got to figure it out, but I think you were spot on. Like if you on can those. only take one of the quarterbacks, it's going to be one of those five guys that I named Grant Palmer, Bushini, Mathis, and Thompson. Yeah. I don't know who else you would really argue. You could throw in one of the new D tackles because of the depth thing. Um, I just don't – I don't know enough about how good they are. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you know they, Mathis is going to be – Are those defensive tackles better than Colton Feist? I don't know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't like Feist might be our our starter, and those guys are the backups. Can I? Can I? I just thought of like a. I want. I'm going to try to really put you in a, a situation in the future here. Okay. And I want you to tell me how much Kool Aid you would chug after this. Okay. Ireland, Nebraska, Northwestern, Nebraska kicks off to start. They're on defense. Very first third down, Oshawn Mathis sacks the quarterback. How much? Oshan Mathis, Husker Kool-Aid, are you chugging just in that one moment? So here's what I would do. I wouldn't even drink it. I'd go find a swimming pool, and I would fill up the swimming pool. So I'd I hit pause on the DVR, and I'd just start filling it up, yes. and then I'd dive in. Think about that, though. Oh. Think how much everyone will lose their mind if Mathis If me and you're watching together, oh. I will lay down some... Rick Flair chops on the crap you, out of me, and it will be it will uh, be. Odd. I'm not so sure I wouldn't get more Kool Aid chuggy with that <laughs> than I would like first play from scrimmage. Casey Thompson, Trey Palmer, like 40 yard gain. Ooh, that would be big. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go onto Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors. By Pella, won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Of all the Kool-Aid scenarios. I think people would feel better 
if we, if I mean if we scored like I think scoring has yeah. been such a problem. If we scored fast, people would lose their mind. Like Paul, Palmer skinny post touchdown. Oh man, <sighs> people that would, lose would. Their mind. People lose their mind because people right now are trying to play it cool. They're trying to be pessimistic. They're trying. <laughs> they're trying to, not, to act like yeah. they don't care. They don't even care anymore. I'm over it. Right. You know what? I don't get emotional about football now. I've, they've lost me. Right. And then all we need, you know it. All we need is that one spark where we start winning games and scoring points. And things are going right. And I mean, everybody's back. I'm going to tell Stunned. you another scenario. I'm going to be. I'm going to go buy a pool and fill it up and jump in. As if uh, Bushini, the punter, his first punt, like he pins. If it if it's like one yard line down, oh. I, I might like. You go kick Steve Gatorade Austin. bottles. Stone Cold Steve Austin, like, oh yeah, the, the, the smacking the beers. What a together. weird thing! That was his thing. He'd open the beers, beers and smack them together. Have you ever done? Like, we need to try that someday if we're really. I mean, like, you waste the beer because how much actual beer are you getting in your like? He's basically dumping two beers on himself. Well, he does. He, he opens them, and he smacks them. <laughs> he smacks them, <laughs> yeah. and they fizz out, and then he just. He just pours them on his face. I mean, because he's got to wrestle. He can't be just like hammered. <laughs> but, but that, what a weird thing. Like he would, it would be beer, shake it, open it, hit it, pour it on himself, stand on the so turnbuckle. Good. Like, hey, cold so beer. Good. So good. He should open a bar. Stone Cold Steve Austin's cold beer bar. I would go. How, how much would you go to that bar? Oh, man. That'd be good. Okay. I don't know how we ended that. Um, what was our topic there? Five transfers. Ah, oh, there we go. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you've talked about this, but I don't know if I've ever, and I don't even, like, usually when I write out these questions, I write out my answers kind of with them. I don't have anything here. So we're going to really talk this out. Where do you think playing for a program that has a standard manifests itself the most outside of just like winning and losing? Like, because there's a, the, I think for me, the, the standard more reveals itself in the process than the end result, yeah. if you will. Like, Nebraska football had it, lost it. We were fortunate enough to play at a high school that had it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I kind of played at two basketball programs in college that had it. Uh, like, Nebraska basketball just kind of has never had it. Yeah. Where do you think that, like, especially your interesting, because I kind of feel like you, when you came to Nebraska, it was there. Yeah. And then it kind of went away. What do you think that? Hmm. I don't think I know the answer, and maybe maybe we both maybe this is going to be bad podcasting because we're going to go. I don't know. I'd have to think about that more, but I don't know if I have a great answer for that question. But I'm trying to talk it out. Now, here. this is where I'm I'm a little confused though. When you say standard, are you talking results? I'm just talking like that day to day. I think there was an unspoken understanding. Yeah. Of what you did, how you did it. What was expected? And maybe this is the answer. There's an, there's, there was just an understanding. And maybe some of that, mm. I think, I think maybe a little bit of it is like the, the machine of you come in, you, you watch the older guys do it. You, you do it at, you try to do it at their level. And then when you get to their level, you show the way to the next guys and it just kind of goes and yeah. goes and goes. But I just don't, you know, cuz there's got to be something to the fact cuz i think what we're saying is a real thing yeah I, I i don't disagree i mean i think there is unquestionably like there's a learned culture there's a learned standard right there's no doubt um 
the hard part is sometimes like you can kind of have a, a good foundation and a standard and you might just like not have quite as good of guys like talent wise. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I don't know that it always means you're going to be a winner. No. I agree. think that if you don't have it, you don't have a chance to be a winner though. That's the part that is tricky because even when I was at Nebraska, I mean, we worked really hard. I just think we there were some things off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, I just don't know. It's it's hard to put a finger on the difference between working hard and having a standard and being like a championship team, right. a team that's going to win. Like you have to have some other combination of like talent and like next level sort of trust camaraderie, all those things, maybe even next level on top of that. And that's so hard to, to, well, to, to phrase what it is. I don't know that I could even tell you what it is. I think, um, I, I almost view it. I, I can only tell you how my, where my thoughts went in the moment of yeah. when I was there. Like, I think I always felt this really, really, um, profound level of responsibility to make sure that you're not the one to fuck it up. Like, you're just holding this thing. Like, you don't own the program. You are, like, you're in charge of it for a little bit, and you want to make sure that when it's time to pass it to the next person, you don't don't mess it up. Like, I felt that weight quite a bit. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's, like I said, I think that's the basis for like, if you're around anything good, like, yeah. I don't know that that means you're going to win or lose. No, though. I think it's like, if you don't have that, you don't have a chance. Um, Cause I'm thinking like, okay, I was at new England a year after they went 16 and zero. the whole damn team is either hall of famers or their coaches somewhere or they're like, yeah. it was unbelievable. Right. But like it wasn't like we worked physically harder than we did at Nebraska. Um, I think the you could just tell though, like mentally, mentally we worked harder and smarter. You know what I mean? Like it was like next level preparation. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the preparation was next level, and the coaches were just next level, like just good. Like they were just that. So that to me is sort of like. That's where it's hard. It's not always just about like, hey, we work this hard every because we really worked hard, right? At Nebraska, even when we weren't winning all the time, like we should have. But the preparation, the mental preparation, that's the stuff that coaches and players, if they're both aligned on, I think that's that's something. Maybe there's a separator there. Maybe you're right, and I also think like. There's a there's an expectation just because you expect to win doesn't mean you are going to win. But I think when you expect to win, losing and failing really, really evokes like more of a you won't accept you won't accept it at all. Yep. So I also think there's an element of that like. It's, and that's the thing that maybe is kind of like we're getting to of like, listen to if you could only hear if imagine someone in the year 2000 oh. listening to us be like, listen, man, if they go six to six, a hell of a year. 
Oh, it's like expectations have changed. No question. Like, so there, there, cause okay. I think it's funny. Like you're a workout guy. Isn't it funny how often if you put it like, okay, we're going for 25 reps of this thing. How much, like when you set a mark, your, 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 your mind sometimes depending on how high or low that mark is like, you'll work to that, but not more than that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, not going to failure. You're, or... you know, like, and so there's a, there's a weird element of that. Okay, so this is interesting. So this is where maybe we we got off track, and now you but you said the standard now versus the standard then, right? So when I came in in '03 at Nebraska, the standard was national championships. Yes, Big Twelve titles were obviously a part of that standard, but it was like that was more expected, right? And winning a national championship was the like that's what that's what the really goal going for. yeah and i mean obviously that has changed um but i guess the question is is like how do you get it how do you get i mean you got to win understand. you have to build your way up that's what's so first though that's the hard part about yeah because like right now how do you get that back because you can't just like that's the thing is you can't just snap your fingers and go I expect a national championship, and then that's how it works. Like it's not. It's not to me. It's not realistic to say next year's net. To me, it's like next year is bowl, bowl game. game, right? Okay, and then you win the bowl game. You build on the bowl game. You go division championship, like, right. like then you win Big Ten championship, and then you start talking about college football playoff. Like you know, what I mean, like you. There got, are steps to it. You got to prove one step before you can get to the other, usually, and I think that's. I think it's just, I just don't buy people that, you know, go from like zero to a hundred in a situation where that's not real. You got to be realistic with the, what you're do, what you're talking about. And right now, unfortunately, the standard is not national titles. The standard is like, let's win a bowl game, right? And but then we'll we'll bump up the standard, right? Like, I mean, I don't know if we bump up the standard. Like, maybe, well, yeah, maybe I, our 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 goal for our year is just is not as high as what it will be in five years. And that's what we have to build up to. Now, maybe the standard doesn't change in terms of our expectations day to day. Like, here's how we work. That standard should, that's what I was just should not to. change. Right. That should not change. Our goals for what we are actually trying to accomplish, those will grow. Right. And I don't think it's realistic to start a national title you can have- if it's not possible to reach it. This this uh, I mean I don't even know people might be listening to this be like you remember what? the scene of Billy Madison be like I have absolutely no idea what you just said what you ju- we are now dumber for what like maybe it might be that but I think what we're really getting at, like can you have a championship standard day to day with a goal of or with understanding that the goal probably realistically isn't a championship. Yes. That, like you yeah. can't say I'm not saying you got to say that out loud like but, but I think I think the hard part is this like I think our goal of you know getting to a bowl game and maybe winning the west that's a real goal to me a national championship yeah that's like, not a real goal you don't set goals that aren't you want attainable like there's yeah, got to be a level of attainment it's got to be within reality right yeah. like if if we want to stretch ourselves and a stretch would be a bowl game is Maybe not a stretch, but winning the West. Is winning a the West, and yeah. I think winning the West is a good stretch. That to me is my goal. If I'm a, if I'm the Husker right. coach, it's like I'd I'd sit everybody down and say, guys, winning the West 
it's this is everything. Everything you do every day, you have that in your mind, right? right. That's and that's win, we're going to win the division. That's the goal, right? And this, like I said, the standard shouldn't change if you're how you do things day to day, whether you're winning the West or going to a bowl game or winning Nash. That's how you should work, right? And then it's a matter of like, okay, how much talent can we bring in? Yes, and build yes. All, build this culture on that, right? But right. like. That's the difference between goals and standards, maybe, right? Like, I don't yeah, know. Maybe like, that's what we're getting at. I just think it's fast. I just think what we're talking about is kind of the secret sauce of a program that is very, that some programs have it, some don't, some have it and lose it, some are, you know, it's just. Yeah, a, I, I think, I think, yeah, if we're being critical in Nebraska, like closing, winning games and closing games uh, has been, it's been out of their DNA right now. Like they need to build that back into where they right. know when it, okay, guess what? Close game. You know what happens in close games. We win close games. Right. Like good, great teams do that, right? Great teams. Yes. You know, that, that's something that they need to find out. Like, why can't we do that? Um, that's going to be one of their hurdles. They got to overcome. So I'm not totally sure what just, I think, I wrote that question and I thought it was a good one. I wasn't sure where we would we go with it. We went a little too philosophical there. Yeah, we I did. Think, but, yeah, we did. Um, well, there we go. How about that? I think I hear my baby crying. Do I need to get back? Do we need to wrap this bad boy up and I go be a father? And yes. And you go be a husband? Do you have anything else on there? Do we have anything quick that we can do? Well, okay. You want to do something quick? Do, okay. Which one? Do you want to do the Draymond Green one or do you want to do the basketball ratings one? Real quick to wrap it basketball up. Basketball. the basketball yes. rings. Oh, okay, because this that was, was interesting to me. This episode of the Nick Pop Podcast is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. I received a great package from Omaha Steaks a few weeks back. Some bacon wrap fillets, burgers, jumbo franks, chicken, caramel apple tartlets, some pork chops, and oh man, have we been eating good. In fact, the last meal my family had before we went into the hospital, we we're going to be induced to have baby number three. We had the bacon wrap fillets, had the caramel apple tartlets, and oh my goodness, it was big time. And then the first family meal we had when we got the baby home with all five of us, oh, your boy hopped on the grill, grilled up those burgers, those jumbo franks, and oh my goodness, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, might have been the best hot dog I've ever had in my life. Trust me, this Omaha Steaks package is delicious. Here's a little gift giving wisdom from Omaha Steaks: Dads want steaks, and with Father's Day around the corner. There isn't a better gift than Omaha Steaks. Visit omahasteaks.com. Type Nick Baugh in the search bar right when you get to the website and order the Dad's One Steaks package. For just $99, this limited-time package includes 16 mouth-watering entrees your dad's guaranteed to love. You got the bacon wrap fillets. You got the gourmet jumbo franks. You got the boneless chicken breasts. And, of course, you got the caramel apple tartlets. Oh, my God, I'm drooling just talking about it and thinking about it. And as a special gift for my listeners, when you type Nick Baugh, in the search bar, that's N-I-C-K-B-A-H-E in the search bar, and order the Dad's One Steaks package, you'll also get eight free Omaha Steak Burgers. My goodness, you need to make it happen. Go to omahasteaks.com, promo code NICKBAW, $99 Dad Want Steak package. You enter the promo code, you're also going to get eight free Omaha Steak Burgers. Go make it happen right now. OmahaSteaks.com, promo code NickBaugh, N-I-C-K-B-A-H-E. So this this hit uh, Twitter two days ago or whatever. This is really fascinating. It was a list of the nine most watched college basket or most watched basketball games this year. And seven of the nine most watched basketball games of this year 
are college basketball games. And the top two most watched basketball games are college basketball games. I'll give them to you here. Number one was North Carolina, Kansas, national mm-hmm. title. Two was North Carolina, Duke, semifinal. Number three, excuse me, top three. Number three was North Carolina, St. Peter's in the Elite Eight, trip to go to the Final Four. Then NBA Finals Game 2, NBA Finals Game 1. Now, as we're taping this, we don't know what the ratings were for Game 3. Game 3 might have been on there. We haven't gotten that rating yeah. yet. But then it was Duke-Michigan State, Villanova-Kansas, Duke-Arkansas, and then Purdue-St. Peter's. Okay. I guess here, before we you, – you never want – stats in a vacuum, ratings in a vacuum – I remember a couple of years ago, the the NFL ratings dipped for a little bit and people were like, oh, what's going on? It's a problem. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of narratives going on that clearly that was just like a, a blip and and the ratings for the NFL is just fine. So you don't want to overreact, overreact and paint with a broad brush. But how do we make sense of this? Because everything you hear is that college basketball is is dying yeah. and losing its popularity and that the NBA is one of the most talked about yeah that's that's so i'm shocked by that i kind of have been one of those people saying like i'm scared about this future college basketball Mm -hmm. right Uh, more than college football even i think college basketball is like man i I don't even know what to say about it so feels so different than it did 20 years ago but man like the numbers are saying that like people are still watching march madness um I don't know. The NBA, I think the NBA has been a lot of fun for a lot of people for the regular season. There's a lot of talent in it. But I, I was, we were talking about it before, like, I don't think the teams look very good right now in the finals. I think these two teams historically have looked worse than any I can remember in the last, like, two teams in the finals in my whole life, maybe. Right. I'm trying to think of two teams. I'm like, man, like, I, I don't know ever. Well, and I don't know what that says about the NBA right now. See, I don't know if it's, you know what I'm saying? Like the NBA, like I thought was, I thought was better than what I'm seeing in these in, finals. And I just, you think the NBA is better than what you're seeing in terms of the numbers of the ratings? That's too? And that's what I would have thought. I would have because thought ultimately the, the proof, you know, to go to the Mr. Wonderful, like the greatest truth is sales. I like the sales. <laughs> like the, so I'm going to give you an offer. It's going to be very Mr. Wonderfully, you know, like, but that's what the ultimate, the proof, NBA is a dog. We should take it behind the barn and shoot, shoot it. it. <laughs> like, I think the only way this works is I get a dollar for every million viewers till I recruit my $5 million investment. And then the royalty goes away in perpetuity. <laughs> The royalty is for perpetuity. It's forever. I like how he'll give. He either makes an offer with a royalty or he tells the people, your business sucks. Get out of here. Take it behind the barn and shoot it. It's incredible. But but the ultimate, but sticking with the analogy, like the ultimate truth is sales and viewers in some ways. And so I guess as I is of the of the options and again I want to reiterate that like this doesn't mean we again we're just we're acting in the moment right yeah. like that's all this is is college basketball maybe more popular than we everybody maybe thinks it is that's one um, one option yeah is this also a is this also proof of the greatness of the NCAA tournament 
and it, yeah. and that it still has a massive hold well, on and the name brands and North the Carolina, Carolina Duke, Coach like, K, it's North Carolina, still. it's Kansas, all those things. Or here's the other theory: if you want to put on a critical lens and talk about the NBA, has the NBA officially become more fun to talk about than it is to watch? Meaning is with all the player movement, all the player drama, all of that, like, has it become more fun to discuss, hey, did you hear this guy might get traded? Hey, did you hear Harden wants out of Brooklyn now and he's good? Has it become more fun to talk about than it is actually to watch? I think there's something in there. Um, there's something in there to that. I, I'm I'm trying to put my finger on because I think the NBA is like right now, it's sort of like the golden child of marketers because young people like right. NBA and they have super marketable individual you, players. Yeah, I really think that like the there's like a certain segment of the world like the real like young tech techie like those people all watch NBA they don't like the NFL right. Um, old people like baseball and, and that's why. You know, marketers love the NBA because it's got young people. Marketers probably are going with baseball like this yeah. thing's dying. Right, right. Baseball still does well, though, but it's old person right. viewership. A lot of prune commercials <laughs> on yeah. for baseball. Like. A lot of home security. Uh, <laughs> you should invest in gold. Gold's a great, gold and silver are great investments if you haven't thought about it. Um, but... I don't know. I think the NBA's got a lot of like there's a lot of cachet to it that I'm just going like I don't know, man. I think there's like something about like people like they like it. I don't know that the product that I've been watching this playoffs has been very good. It's been a lot of blowouts. We were saying earlier, it's I mean you count on one hand the amount of in fourth quarter, four minutes left, tie game, back and forth, incredible yeah. finish. It's been a lot of blowouts. So it, I don't, I, there's a lot of great players. There's not a lot of great teams. I think that's, and that's been my criticism of NCAA. I go like, yes. look, you got to build the teams up. NBA is almost drifting towards that where I'm like, I'm just well, like, uh, who's good as a team right now? And if, I don't know, like it's, I'm struggling with that. See, and that's what's so interesting though, is because I actually kind of feel like in this world of player movement and super teams, these are two teams that are, have been built organically. Boston yeah. is built through the draft. Golden State's built through the draft. So this isn't necessarily this doesn't fit that super team. This doesn't. Thing, I just don't know? think they look very good right now. And I, some of it could also be like you know we talked about the big brands. Like ultimately, people like to they get attached to a brand or a coach. Yeah, in Coach K or whatever. And. In the NBA, it's so transient and changes and and year to year. I don't know. I just well, I would argue these are the two best brands in, in the NBA right, right now. now. Yeah, yes. I mean, the, obviously the Lakers with LeBron would be up there. They're, they're the biggest. Lakers are probably the biggest brand with with LeBron. Right, but like Steph, I mean, you can't argue Steph and the Warriors have been around. For no, these a two teams now. don't fit. Like if you're if you're throwing stones at the team, like. He's, these sissy superstars teaming up with each other. Like, that's not what that's this not te this. these teams are. But you know what I'm saying, though? Like, yeah. that's why it's like I'm a little disappointed that this matchup isn't doesn't feel better than it is. It feels right. like it's just like average basketball. It's not like elite on elite. It's like these are okay teams. Right. 
and this is the NBA Finals. Like, yes. Usually the NBA Finals is like and one of the teams is for sure like that is no question the best team in the league. Right. And the other is either the other best team or it's like the underdog that got there. Right. But there's usually always one that's like, and I'm just looking at both these teams going, are these the best teams in the NBA? And it's just interesting. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to make any sort of grand statement here. I just thought I saw that. I was like, wow, seven of the, you know, of the top three most basketball games this year, all of them college, seven of the top nine college. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I think that's a good, I'll tell you what, that's, that's hope for college basketball. Um, I still think they need to put in my three-year rule yeah, and I like get, that. get back to it. I do think that will help the NBA, too. Yeah, I do. You get a more polished more product polished. when they come in. They are more they're, they know who these dudes are a little bit more because of what they did in college. But, but I, also, I also think we can't underestimate that the NCAA tournament is still magical. Yes, that I mean March. I mean because it's one and done, and it's you, you got to get a bracket. It's it's uh you know it's I mean because one of those I mean it's amazing that one of the freaking teams is Saint Peter's. Yeah. You know you get the Cinderella. Yeah, the Cinderella you know, like, made it, like that's that's what's special. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, but that's I'm like I love that stat that stat you pulled because that is surprising. You pulled two great stats. How about me, I'm Mr. Stat guy? Where do you go to get your stats? I don't know. Stats.com is not a website to go to for that, but yeah, okay. I don't. But how about that? I just I couldn't believe when I saw those those ratings. We numbers. need to think more deeply on that question as right. well with standards because that we just went today. Down this podcast will be called "Good Questions, Not Good Answers." <laughs> Oh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks folks. for tuning in to good <laughs> questions, but these we don't have good answers. Now that you talk about a bad, a bad way to pub a show, but hey, you know, there we, we go. All we right, are. you go be a, a husband, I'll go be a father, and we shall do this again. Okay. A Huda Media Production.